So hi, Emily. Welcome back. Oh, thanks, Adam. Yeah, I'm so so pleased to be invited back. Yeah, and I forgot how to pronounce your last name. I have to admit. Jiang. 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 Okay, but yeah. this is this is easy. But this is not pronounced correctly. Is this junk? Just a simple junk? Jiang, yeah, it's junk. Just a one syllable. Okay, you know, perfect. in Chinese, most of the, all the characters are just one syllable. Okay, then now I'm a Chinese speaker. Junk? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Without an accent, right? So I'm speaking without a so I'm just clean Chinese language, right? Yeah, it's a Beijing accent. Beijing accent. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I was at uh, Java One, yeah, a Chinese Java One. I was in Beijing. Oh, the QCon, you mean? No, it was Java One. It was two thousand and ten or something like this, and this was uh, one of the Chinese Java Ones. So there was a period of time where oh. Java One was global. Oh, and yeah, this was like one or two years, and uh, I was in Beijing actually. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, it's quite nice. It's uh, kind of the conferences in Beijing is quite different from the other yeah. conferences. And the cool story was um, the uh, the someone from Oracle told me uh, I don't, you know, sh should not require questions because uh, Chinese won't ask any questions. And mm -hmm. I still did it. And uh, what happened was I got so many questions that uh, I, I couldn't do, you know, my content. So I got lots of questions. So this was actually the 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 best experience ever, and uh, yeah, well, really nice conference. Also to remember, but it was very cold. What I also remember, it was uh, yeah. But which month is that? You uh, in the winter, perhaps? Yeah, November or something. But the wind was really cold. This is what I remember. Extremely cold. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But you wrote a book about microprofile. Yes, I have a this book. Yeah, I also have it. Uh, I actually, I have it somewhere here, but I couldn't find that. But uh, I, uh, I, I wanted to read the entire book, but I, because of time is end of year, I didn't manage that. But what I did, I look at the source code entirely. So this is what I did. So I said, okay, at least I will know, watch the source code, the ideas, and a nice book. So I like it. But uh, okay. I immediately um, ordered the book. And then it was cancelled, and then it came. That was like strange story with the book. So, but I have it. Oh, that's a strange. Yeah, strange. Yeah, I ordered. It was like a like a no pre order or something. And uh, oh yeah, the pre order. And then it was the pre order was cancelled, and then I got it anyway. So this was like uh, interesting. So how long did it took to write such a book? It's a, it's a very interesting. Actually, it's um actually same time last year I was contacted by a package. Mm -hmm. And uh, asked me to write a book, and at that time I was busy with uh, like a uh, uh, micro profile photo old release. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I will uh, finish the release, and then I think about it. Uh, and then it's uh, you know it's the uh, last year when we released a micro profile photo old, literally just before Christmas. <laughs> it's really we re uh, yeah uh, we just really like, uh, trying to release it. Okay. And then we all work together and trying to get it um, out just literally before Christmas. Oh. And then it's kind of like, oh, I need a break. Um, and, uh, and then it's kind of like, oh, I, I need to like, um, get out of the house and visit friends. I had a, like a Christmas, uh, was a get together, uh, arranged. 
uh, and then so uh, like um, I said, okay, the book can uh, like um, uh, can be delayed. I will think about that after the holiday time. But suddenly, it's like uh, all the kind of lockdown and etc. All all the events, Christmas events were cancelled. So I didn't have much things to do. Um, and uh, then it's um, kind of also is very interesting because um, I had my house renovated, so I stayed in the caravan in front in the front garden. So. Literally, very small mobile house uh, for the family of four. So we didn't have much things in the in the in the mobile house, and uh, haven't got much entertainment uh, at all. So okay, uh, maybe I spend time to read a book. It's basically, I think, uh, uh, like um, the package editor Schwarter. No, I just, uh, uh, I mean, we worked together and uh, trying to get the process up running. And then I spent uh, literally probably about two weeks to just uh, get uh, all the layout, all the chapters, um, mm-hmm. uh, design, then what needs to be uh, like uh, done in which chapter and etc. Eventually get uh, all the like um, chapters, outlines are great, uh, packet. And then I put in uh, some of my kind of colleagues um, and uh, together to write the book with uh, me. Um, I think it's from the beginning to the finish. So we literally finished in August, in July, August time. Mm-hmm. I think it took about eight months uh, mm-hmm. to finish. This, this is when I ordered. I ordered this book in summer, as I remember. Yes, you ordered this book in summer. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And uh, you spent. You said you you spent uh, a lot of time of uh, you know uh, writing, uh, planning the book. But for me, such a book would be actually easy, you know, from the from the from the from the flow. Because I would start, you know, probably with Jack's arrest and MicroProfile config, and then proceed from that, right? So if you think about applications, so it is like you know a natural progress, like. I mean, Jaxores CDI, what I forgot, of course, Jaxores CDI, then MicroProfile Config would be the next one, right? Then uh, maybe uh, what we can do then. Oh, um, then the natural next chapter would be uh, Jaxores, sorry, MicroProfile Client, because, I mean, it comes with injection. Then if you have this, we could add fault torrents because you need to know timeout and retry and then a little bit metrics. And uh, then Open API, I forgot. So Jaxores Open API would be the natural one, right? So, so I think so. Like if if you think about the micro profile, how you build an app, this is and and what I what I look at the chapters. I actually don't. Um, I will have to find the book because um, yeah. yeah. If you look at the chapters, this is like this is like you know a logical progression what you did. So it is like like this, right? Yes. So basically, it's um, I that design. Like, uh, because I want to say the cloud native, basically, it's the, I want to define the term cloud native. And then it's the kind of, okay, let's create developing uh, applications. Obviously, you use JXRS, CDI, JSONP, JSONB, and then you use like uh, the, uh, like a uh, REST client to wire this application together. And then you uh, enhance the um, uh, application. Using config for tolerance and mm-hmm. and JW micro provide JWT and documented them using Open API yeah. and then the observation like uh, health uh, metrics and open tracing. 
and then the data operation. So it's it's a kind of very natural flow. Yeah. Yeah, very good. So JSON B and JSON P, what I forgot because this will be the parameters for a JaxOS app. So this is yeah, yeah, interesting. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you spend yes. all your time with MicroProfile still? Uh, yeah, I spend um, most of the time uh, with MicroProfile. Um, like uh, this year, I think it's uh, in my spare time. I spend a lot of time like uh, from uh, December last year, from the after Christmas, uh, from January uh, to August, um, most uh, like uh, evenings, uh, weekend, and trying to write a book. And then uh, spend uh, most of the time trying to... Uh, I can do the um, MicroProfile 5.0 release. Mm -hmm. And then is, uh, I don't know, have you heard the news on the Jakarta One Live? I announced MicroProfile 5 release. Mm -hmm. uh, I even did a demo on the Open Liberty. Uh, so it's basically MicroProfile 5 together with the Jakarta E 9.1. That worked out really well. I, uh, I used the Eclipse Transformer to transform the kind of the, uh, I, uh, the, the one of the very simple application. So I use the MicroProfile Starter, create a MicroProfile 4.0 kind of the application, sample application. I use the, the Eclipse Transformer to transform it to be the Jakarta namespace and got it running with um, uh, Open Liberty, uh, MicroProfile 5.0 and Jakarta 9.1. Mm -hmm. Everything worked. Oh. Really, yeah. Which is boring. I mean, usually yeah, it something fun. should break. This is more exciting, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. So, yeah. so we can summarize, you know, this podcast. Microprofile is boring technology, right? It always <laughs> works. Yeah, this is somebody. You know, somebody uh, told me saying, "Oh, so Microprofile five the old, just um, like uh, same as four the old, with the Jakarta namespace." I said that, like, uh, from the surface, it's a very, is a, is a, yeah, it's a no new functionality. However, as laid a very stable foundation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's uh, actually is undergoing a lot of the process, uh, and uh, there's a lot of hard work and uh, trying to make sure the TCK can be executed, uh, all the API can be loaded, and et cetera. It's uh, same as the other release. Uh, however, this is kind of from now on, and so we can evolve um, microprofile uh, like uh, freely, and then uh, we can or we will use the Jakarta namespace for the Okay. So, so what I understood is the <clears throat> biggest feature is the Jakarta namespace, right? Yes, that's so the, the major thing. So all yeah, the no, all no. the microprofile APIs come with Jakarta namespace. All the microprofile APIs that uh, change their dependencies. Uh, from JavaX to Jakarta. There's no additional functionalities um, at all uh, yeah, in the microprofile stacks. Yeah, so, but uh, microprofile metric, for instance, there was no dependency on Jakarta E. So you also renamed the package names or they, or they are still org uh, microprofile or org Eclipse uh, or whatever? So it's, uh, there's a, uh, for the, because there's, uh, even though some spec hasn't got dependencies, um, uh, on the like uh, Jakarta, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes uh, their TCK have dependencies under the Jakarta namespace. Okay. Uh, and also there's this, another thing is that also there's the dependencies on other microprofile stacks. Mm -hmm. so because of this, is kind of we all uh, did the kind of the uh, overall migration. 
overall uh, a release. Yeah, sure. But what what interests me whether you changed the namespace from MicroProfile to Jakarta E? No, 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 no. didn't change them. Uh, didn't change the package name for MicroProfile POS. Only change the dependency, um, like a JavaX dependency to Jakarta dependency. Yeah, exactly. So, so the the yeah. MicroProfile dependencies remain the same, but behind. Behind the scenes, there is no more dependency on Java E. It's just Jakarta E. So there's alignment with the Jakarta E spec. Correct. Yeah, this yeah. is what I because I was like this. I didn't I didn't knew about that. So I look it up. But this is how how I how I also understood that that uh, now we are completely based on Jakarta E namespace. But yeah. if there is a spec like Open Tracing or uh, Open API, which is not available in Jakarta E, so it didn't change anything in the API. Behind the scenes, you did with TCK, but API mm -hmm. remained the same, right? Correct. So the MicroProfile API, is, is the, all the package is still the same. Very good. Yeah. And um, what are now the features? Are there any ad any additional features? Um, you know, in comparison to four beside the namespace? Uh, for the 5.0, no, there's no uh, feature changes. Not um, even a little Java doc comment or something? Uh, there's, there's some. <laughs> <laughs> some Java doc, like, uh, fix some uh, bugs or something like that. Or some, uh, there's some stack as a TCK changes. But there's no new functional, uh, functional changes. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, obviously, Java doc, uh, sometimes, if they refer JavaX, would be mm -hmm. changed to Decatur. And also, there's some Java doc got some, like, obvious rerun stuff. Yeah, so like small fixes, but not major. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Small fixes, um, but no new uh, function note. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What um, what 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 I hear a lot from the community, the uh, microprofile users really like microprofile metrics. I also like metrics a lot, but you know there is a lots of alignment with micrometer and you know with the open telemetry. So what's the you know what's the status with it? So will microprofile metrics remain like it is, or will you? Because um, what, what what I like and people other uh, developers also like is um, you know the how to call it, the namespaces. You know we have dedicated application namespace with just you know with my stuff without implementing anything. It's just there. So there is um, the base namespace and vendor namespace, which I care a little bit less. But what I like that my stuff is clearly separated from the uh, container stuff the, or, or runtime stuff. And uh, so, but what happens there, you know? What, what's the status? Yeah. So there's two things. The first thing is the open telemetry, yeah. as you mentioned. There's uh, like a, what these uh, impact two specs. One spec is the open tracing. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, open tracing that's kind of down deal because it's kind of merged with uh, mm -hmm. uh, open sensors to be open telemetry. So that's uh, quite clear. So for the open tracing at the moment, we are creating an open microprofile open telemetry directly, uh, like a deprecate um, microprofile open tracing, supersede um, uh, microprofile open tracing. So we are going to um, very soon, we are going to uh, like uh, do. Um, like uh, create the microprofile open telemetry stack, uh, so it's adopt the tracing uh, portion in the open telemetry uh, like uh, project. Because, uh, but the you know the 
A- API of open tracing is vast, right? This is one annotation called traced. <laughs> one annotation oh, called traced. Yeah, and, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how, how it's called where you inject? There, there's another interface, right? There's the, so you yeah. inject tracer. Yeah. So it's, uh, in the uh, in the open telemetry, you have a span uh, like uh, oh, you yeah. can have a tracer. But uh, actually, at the moment we are discussing, is a span is kind of more relevant. Maybe uh, we would uh, inject a span. So at the moment we are working together and uh, trying to create. Uh, actually, we put our thought in the sandbox, and then the next step is basically we uh, formalize it um, to a project uh, mm-hmm. a pro- project a creation plan for the open telemetry. So for the tracing aspect. So this is the kind of macro profile open telemetry tracing portion. The other portion, as I mentioned, is tracing. Back to tracing. Can you give your feedback? What uh, we have uh, over and over again in projects that developers are really interested in getting the span ID or the trace ID or whatever. You know, the unique ID is important for us because if we get the ID from outside from other service, maybe we would like to lock something, and uh, so we need the ID. So this would be nice. And uh, the span ID or trace ID? That's the ID. Yeah. So, it's, uh, so, so whatever whatever ID we get. So this is, you know, the op- from open tracing, there was about spans back then, what I remember. You know, all the tools yes. are like Jäger. This was about spans. And we need just, you know, a uniquely identifier, which identifies the transaction across microservices. And this yeah. should be uh, injectable. I think you can now via tracer get you know the ID. You can. You it's can. A, yeah, is I know there's a open telemetry. There's a the span. I think there's a, maybe it's kind of easily to get the the ID. Yeah, but this is um, I get the, if we talk you know about uh, tracing, I always get the question. And the next one is also useful is uh, what the, we as developers would like to do is to add additional stuff easily, you know, so that it would got transported uh, across the layers in, in within the microservice. And of course, between microservices would be also nice. So just, I think it's called baggage, right? Or bag or something in... in, in, in the oh, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's a baggage. Baggage, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is already there. And uh, and the next one, but I think is already done. That uh, you can add metrics to the span, right? So this is. Uh... Oh yeah, there's a uh, there's a add metrics to the span. I think I can't remember which runtime has some prototype on this. Basically, is the metrics and tracing. Uh, I think Jäger also asked me about that uh, whether Jäger uh, tracing was possible. I think right in the Jäger backend. Uh, you could add metrics to the span, and uh, yeah, and I think Quarkus was configurable to do that, as far as I know. Oh, that's uh, that's inter- that's a good um, feedback. I will look. Uh, yeah, I will. But the idea uh, is a low hanging fruit, and uh, and this was yeah. always the case because um, we, uh, if we get that, we could get rid of you know parts of MDC and logging. Because if you are log a lot, uh, you also you 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 need to know the ID, the transaction ID, and we already have it because of tracing. So we could, uh, yeah. And uh, what Quarkus can do, for instance, mm-hmm. Quarkus can. Uh, there is a log formatter, which already mm-hmm. picks the ID, the span ID, and you see in the logs. Mm-hmm. 
So this already works in, in Quarkus, which is really useful because uh, then if you have a log aggregator, then you see, you know, uh, uh, across multiple microservices, how the transaction flows. Yeah, that, that's, that makes sense. Basically, it's uh, when you're debugging things, you can mm -hmm. see the, like, the flow. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, like um, very good um, uh, feedback. We need to, I need to make sure to feedback uh, to the um, uh, project. Yeah, it it's was uh, unintended feedback. We talked about open tracing, and I immediately got you know this in my my thoughts because <laughs> rec recently I worked with MicroProfile, and uh, I also did it with the baggage and and tracer. Uh -huh. cool. Oh, that that's a great. That's a great. This is kind of the. This is the kind of one the one of the things that I want to ask you is kind of about um, which areas, mm -hmm. which uh, other features. Would I now 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 I'm curious about the metrics part. So uh, the, the, what happens with application namespace or how to call it uh, yeah. scope or registry? So for the metrics, uh, like uh, there's, you know, there's so many options on the table and we spend so much time to uh, like, uh, compare all these uh, options. The one option is kind of people saying, oh, directly like um, deprecate a whole microprofile metrics and just adopt a micrometer. Mm -hmm. And then immediate question come back is uh, what about our existing customers? So this is more like is that they are not comparable anymore. Is is almost like okay, throw all the things we have done and uh, just rigging new things. Um, and what happened if one day micrometer is not the mainstream? Exactly. And, uh, is is a kind of we just don't running around and don't know what to focus. So I think this is a, a big um, kind of major drawback for that approach. And second approach is basically create, create a shame layer. So this is more like what you also talk about for tolerance. Basically, we hide yeah. the implementation on the surface is just like annotations. Exactly. And then, yeah, you, you, you push whatever the kind of the implementation but but this is what jakarta is about about right this is all shim all, all our apis there is actually yeah. almost no implementations the implementation ships with the server so i would also expect microprofile to do the same yeah absolutely so it's uh, uh, actually as of today is kind of the the people on the microprofile open tracing prefer like we have a shim layer so basically it's uh uh, it is a kind of in the implementation you can put on the micrometer. Uh, I mean, as a part of implementation, and then it's the APIs and also the you know the application scope metrics and base and vendor metrics and continue work uh, as before. So the the other thing is uh, because the micrometer is kind of the quite popular. And then we even can uh, expose that API for the users uh, comfortable with the API. If people want to use the micro uh, profile metrics, is you can directly use them uh, like the current annotation. Or if you want to do the micrometer, and then like the runtime can expose that that API as well. Uh, about the popularity, uh, so uh, what I think what, what, what happens with the micrometer and microprofile is if you are building your own runtime, mm -hmm. then you know micrometer is just great because you have the complete control, you can do whatever you like and, and you can build really precise metrics. If you're building a an, an business app, 
So I mm -hmm. performed this year lots of code reviews. And I was already happy you now if the developers managed to expose uh, some counters on gauges because this is what counts, you know, what is the state of the business, how many orders were processed or something like this. And maybe, you know, some timed or, or simple timed or something like this on the on the boundary level. This mm -hmm. is uh, the minimum. And, and, and this is already the developers are too lazy to do anything else. So, and if I would in the business applications, yeah. And because, you know, there is no, why not too lazy? There is no user story for that. That's the problem. If you are in a business project, no, no product manager, no one will tell you build metrics. No one cares about that. So uh, I would say it should be easy. So what I did, I just looked it up. This was on March the 17th. I, I, I uh, recorded a screencast, Quarkus Microprofile Metrics and Micrometer. So I did one or two screencasts. And then feedback was immediately, you know, why is it so complicated? So uh, why we cannot keep this with microprofile? Because in, uh, in Micrometer, to separate the application from the, from the technical uh, metrics, you'll have to write uh, your own filter. So it just doesn't work out of the box. And in microprofile, the great story is if I'm using my, let's say I'm, I'm counting something like, so, so what I would do, I would just inject, you know, the, the metric registry and say counter, name, and inc, and it, and it counts up, and I'm done. But all the counters appear in application scope. So uh, recently on AWS, for instance, uh, so the, we installed um, a Prometheus, Prometheus scraper. So I only exposed from microprofile the application metrics. So I didn't want it, you know, to see my JVM on garbage collector behavior. Oh. I only wanted, you know, to point Prometheus just to my business metrics. And uh, I could do this with Micrometer, but I have to do this with Micrometer. I, I'm too lazy. I, I, I don't care about that. It's just for me just, you know, um, I, I like the separation between the vendor metrics or technical metrics like garbage collector and, you know, JVM mm -hmm. metrics and my business metrics, which are higher level. So... Yeah. And, and this is not only my opinion, so I get uh, more and more feedback, like people really like microprofile metrics because it's so simple. But um, I think the problem is that uh, maybe, you know, if you are a um, vendor or runtime provider, then mm -hmm. microprofile metrics are maybe not enough because uh, you, uh, you would like to have more functionality and maybe, you know, uh, not, not only uh, integration with uh, Prometheus, uh, but also with Datadog and the others and whatever. But um, if you are in a business app, it's complete. It's ab absolute okay. Yeah. So it's the anyways macro format. The APIs are provided for the business. Um, uh, yeah, application development. Cool. Is uh, yeah. So, so whatever and the user find uh, easier. Uh, that's our goal. This uh, basically is um, yeah. I also got some. Uh, like uh, some feedback for micrometer is kind of it can generate a lot of metrics mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, it's kind of the, all the different layers and etc. But um, I think it's the kind of the in micro profile we have been striving to be very simple. Yeah, don't uh, learn so much and then uh, yeah understand the the. How the things worked uh, together and be able to use the API. Yeah. So the analogy would be like uh, the um, micrometer JDBC and microprofile JPA for me. Oh yeah, 
yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. And, because this, you know, this is the micrometer is low level, it can do everything. And this JPA is not as powerful as JDBC, but it's easier to use. So, uh, yeah, this is what, what I would see. What, um, also feedback, what, what I like and developers like, uh, and everyone, uh, likes this if I show this, that the fault tolerance contributes the metrics to metrics. So if you know, oh, if you, yeah, this is, this is really good because uh, this is also very pragmatic because if you get a timeout or, you know, fallback, you can immediately raise an alert. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is a very, very useful feature. Mm hmm. Well, that, that's great uh, to know. If, yeah. You know, um, well, another yeah. question I have for you. So there's a, a, a other interesting specs like microprofile reacting messaging, reactive messaging, oh, for yeah. instance. Um, is it now part of the microprofile or what, what is it? Is, is it like uh, it, is, it is released separately or what's the deal with the other small RAI projects? Or, I mean, yeah. they are, mostly you will find in small RAI but uh, they are like, you know, how to call it, extensions or satellite projects. Yeah. So it's a kind of uh, that I mentioned in my um, uh, book. So it's uh, about uh, microprofile releases, page 20 and 21. Oh. 21 and 231. So basically, it's, um, it's a, in microprofile, there are two types of releases. One is kind of the platform release when we talk about 4.0 and 4.1, 5.0. So this is eight. So this one is that like included these eight microprofile uh, component specifications. Like uh, there's uh, a few others such as um, uh, reactive um, messaging, reactive stream operators, context propagation, uh, LI, and GraphQL. Uh, this is all called uh, standalone releases. So they, they have their own release cycle. Actually, the, in the 2022 program plan, I uh, I suggested um, and also added to our plan. So we revisit all these standalone uh, like um, releases, standalone specifications. And then uh, uh, probably you, I don't know whether you know it or not, for the context of propagation, there's a kind of the, mm -hmm. we're trying to merge into the um, Jakarta concurrency. Mm -hmm. There's, um, so the PR has been proposed and merged it will uh, will uh, I mean come up with an uh, the, in the next release of the um, Jakarta concurrency. So it's uh, for that as microprofile uh, for the context of propagation we might um, uh, we might just uh, leave it for now. But and, then, uh, but then the Jakarta E concurrency will have to become a part of microprofile, right? So uh, this is uh, very interesting. So I have been thinking along the similar line. There's a uh, uh, hopefully, uh, I will bring this up to the, like, uh, the next release for the core profile. In the Jakarta EE10, I don't know whether, uh, uh yeah, you kept uh, up to date with that. So there's a concept, a new, new, uh, release profile called core profile. Mm -hmm. This, uh, in the core profile, so that's pretty much to be consumed by micro profile. So it's, uh, we plan also, uh, evaluate whether to consume the core profile. So the core profile, it has a, um, a CDI light and uh, JAX-S, JSON-B and JSON-P uh, expansion uh, language. Um, and uh, uh, the other thing is kind of the, there's uh, also a Jakarta config. So basically it's a micro profile config, uh, kind of the, 
uh, been, uh, I mean, reworked uh, to be like a part of the to be uh, Jakarta conflict. So if that uh, kind of released, uh, probably there won't be uh, uh, any in time for the uh, core profile one or, uh, or ten release uh, next year. And then the kind of the next release, maybe we we'll talk about uh, for the core profile release. Maybe talk about whether to add uh, Jakarta concurrency. This uh, my suggestion is to add Jakarta concurrency in the in the future of the core profile. So in that way, like, uh, uh, it will uh, be able to consume the by micro profile APIs. So that micro profile, uh, consumed by micro profile stack. So in that way, micro profile stack can integrate with, um, context propagation, um, like uh, the, the, the functionalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, right now, this is actually easy to, for users, it's easy to understand. So we have like, you know, the foundation is from Jakarta. And the added values from MicroProfile. Yes. But if you start, you know, to merge MicroProfile back to Jakarta E, it uh, if you what means merge, it will probably uh, what means merge is available in two in 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 both camps maybe right, or it will uh, dis- disappear from MicroProfile and moves to Jakarta E. Yeah, the undergo is disappear in MicroProfile and uh, like uh, appear in Jakarta E. And then they come back to microprofile. Yeah, exactly. So th- then uh, it has to come back. Th- 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 then it's okay. If it disappears from microprofile, then everything is clean <laughs> because it would be like, you know, then it's like JaxRS. It's a part, it's actually Jakarta E, but it's part of, of microprofile or JSONP. So this is not a problem. If something moves from micro, disappears from microprofile and, and goes to Jakarta E. This, yeah. yeah. So for the, there's a special, um, like a requirement for that to happen is, uh, for the contextual propagation, we really want uh, to be adopted by CDI so that CDI can do the, can use the context propagation to like, uh, prop- propagate the, the like, uh, for, for example, if you create a new thread and etc., cetera, mm-hmm. you know, all the, all the contexts need to be appear on this new thread. At the moment, it's the kind of doesn't work. So that's the kind of the major thing why it's kind of pushed to the decoder stack. Yeah. Very smart. So lazy CDI guys should do something about it, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the context of propagation, it must have been talking about for many, many years. I think it's maybe the kind of the seven or eight years or at least. The funny thing is, at the initial call of MicroProfile, I don't know whether it was the very initial, but uh, one of the initials, I was also involved. And they asked me, you know, what should be in MicroProfile? And I said, Jakarta concurrency. We need concurrency. And I say, really? Uh, they say, no, in MicroProfile, there, there should be, you no know, uh, in microservices, there is concurrency not an important. Again, concurrency is hugely important. I mean, you know, you would like to start stuff in the background. And back then, we did a lot with asynchronous with EGBs. So I knew we needed, and uh, we always injected in managed executor in order, you know, to have more monitoring, yeah. stuff like that. And I was in lo- lots of task forces where developers just started new threats, and then the server broke. So for me, it was um, now it's um, maybe a little bit less important because now we have no more more functions or more services, and they are then single-threaded almost, right? So we if we have less CPU power 
then there is no, no not that much uh, need for for threats. But back then was really and um, yeah, but still it was and and I would say the Jakarta E specs is actually rather simple, right? This is like a you are injecting the executor service and this is managed. This is basically it. If you look at the interface, it's empty. It just inherits from the executor service and there are some suggestions what the server can do. So we could formalize that, but it's not like a huge spec, I would say. Absolutely. You know, in Jakarta EE, like uh, for this uh, synchronized, at least it's, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, push the, the security context and also it's uh, uh, JNDI namespaces and et cetera in the synchronized uh, thread, the, the way the programming model, like a new thread and go inherit all the security context. Yeah, the JNDI made now Log4j extensible, right? <laughs> <laughs> so log for yeah, GL there's almost like you know OSGI we have in logging framework right now. We can just download <laughs> download modules really in running system. Oh yeah. God, God. yeah, it's kind of the I think it's nearly took over the world uh, over the weekend since Friday, the log for G. Yeah. I, I like uh, feel like uh, now is uh, everybody understand uh, how important the logging and the tracing are. Yeah, and uh, what uh, I didn't I, I didn't notice that, and this was coincidence. Someone asked me about logging, and I didn't knew about the vulnerability, but it, because it was like forty eight hours, two two days ago, or something like this. And I always preferred Java Util logging or something simpler or oh, system yeah. log. I was never for log4j, so I say I I just don't use external logging frameworks. And then I got feedback like, uh, why I don't look for Jay just because of the bug? It's like, which bug? What, what, <laughs> what are they talking about? And then I look at this and then I found, you know, about the arrow with uh, LDAP and, uh, and uh, JNDI. But back yeah. to logging, uh, actually, a very simple facet could be interesting, right? In MicroProfile, logging facet. This is very interesting. Uh, I, uh, no, last year, the EB4 last year, we had extensive conversation about whether we want uh, to do a logging back in uh, micro profile. Actually, there's, um, uh, there's a kind of uh, a proposal in the sandbox, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, talking about uh, another facet um, for logging. Uh, and uh, then it's um, people, I mean, because for this logging, as uh, because it's a common uh, common thing, and uh, then the, some people immediately jump out and say, "No, no, we don't need another uh, logging facet and to be uh, abstract over abstract over abstract." Mm-hmm. So uh, and then it's kind of the end data up there, and um, yeah, so so it's it's, it's just um, uh, put a. Yeah, we didn't revisit um, like uh, in the past two years for this logging logging aspect. The other thing is, you know, the um, uh, open telemetry. It, uh, there is a logging uh, kind of the uh, branch is the, the module is a, a tracing metrics and logging. And in the future, we might want to evaluate the logging from there. It um, it maybe uh, I mean uh, yeah, good approach. So at the moment when we, we create open telemetry, so we are open-minded. We do tracing first, and then we evaluate the need to bring in logging 
um, or the, the metrics when they are matured or they are they've been uh, getting good feedback and etc. I'm just looking yeah. looking at um, AWS Lambda logging because if you have an AWS Lambda, you get mm -hmm. a context and you get the Lambda logger. It has exactly two methods, log, string, and log by, by the array. It is basically it. Oh. And and this is the official API since 2015 of, from AWS Lambda. It uh, come Amazon AWS Services Lambda Runtime. And it's used in all Java projects. So I would say, uh, if I would do such a thing, it should be minimalistic. Mm. You know, yeah. it would be like just log and maybe error. So you, we just distinguish between logging and errors, and, and maybe this is basically it. Because, um, because w what I do, this was also the, the discussion at the weekend about logging. Either mm. in larger project, I use CDI. So um, I'm injecting via CDI a logger and let's configure an CDI which produces the logger. Or in smaller projects, I just have an interface with static methods and uh, I start with system on print line. And then later, if there, is, there are requirements, I swap the system out print line with something more reasonable, but the interface remains the same. So I would say if logging, then minimalistic logging and... Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, if you are running, of course, uh, on, on let's say Corcus, then it will redirect, you know, this uh, this uh, interface to or or bind this interface to internal Corcus logging. If you are running uh, on on in the clouds, then a cloud native logging implementation could be you know used, and this this would be the idea. Yeah, great. So uh, we are waiting for you to propose the uh, proposal. <laughs> about microprofile logging from Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not very lucky because I had already heated discussions with the metrics, microprofile metrics, you know, issues because I was pro. I and in Romain Mani... Oh, I forgot his name. This is a famous guy from Tommy. Um, oh, Romain. Romain? Yeah, Romain. Tommy. Yeah, he also wanted to have multiple scopes. Um, for me, it was one application scope was not enough. So I, I wanted to have, you know, um, multiple scopes because my idea would be, I mean, if I start with metrics and you have one scope per the entire app, this is like too much insight. So my idea was that I could create my own registries or scopes yeah, or, or namespaces, scope. right? Custom scopes. Mm -hmm. And the feedback was from the metric microprofile guy. Now we, we try to get rid of all these scopes. Uh, also, okay, I mean, I, <laughs> I want to have more and you you, you, you want to remove my scopes, right? And the Romain was also with uh, with me and I said, okay, maybe now. Yeah, uh, can uh, we get custom scopes in one time? Uh, I think that's uh, kind of the, I think it's, uh, we talked about uh, this scope and et cetera. I think you are not the only one likes this scope. Uh, I think it's the kind Very of... Very good. So I'm not crazy. Of... This is good to know, right? <laughs> yeah, you are not. There's, there's some other people also like this scope and etc. I think since now, like the people lean towards this shame layer, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's kind of, oh, we should get rid of these scopes. No, because uh, if you have scopes, they could be mapped to filters on 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 micrometer, or or, or the, I mean, it is absolutely doable. And yeah. I, I mean, I mean the Shimla, the, the the or API. This is actually the the entire deal deal of of Jakarta E and Java E and J2E was clean separation between API and SPI always. 
Yeah. You, you uh, know, we had the JMS API and MQ series was, you know, the SPI. We had JDBC databases were the implementation. So, and now using Micrometer directly, it is, I think, in the first time in the history that, uh, that, that we are using an implementation as an API, right? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, no, uh, not uh, the first time that uh, micro profile open tracing. Uh, we exposed the IO tracer, uh, right? The, the, yeah, the, the tracer, the tracer yeah. but just the tracer, yeah. Yeah. But the tracer is from the spec, is not from the. Yeah, tracer is from open tracing spec. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the but micrometer, boy, micrometer, there wouldn't be no spec. We would. Yeah, that's true. If we can elaborate, isn't it? Yeah. This would be comp yeah, This would be comp complete new direction of everything, right? Yeah, that's that's true. From this way, yes, it's kind of the it's not stack, it's direct, it's kind of the 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 library or the, the the kind of the tracing uh, the the metrics. We could we could also replace fault tolerance with histories, you know, from Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was the discussion back then, you know, why I'm not using Hystrix, and uh, I was never for Hystrix because it was actually similar. So, okay, um, it is maybe powerful, but I don't need the entire power. What I need, maybe, you know, timeout, retry. And uh, even now in project, it's really, I don't know what they remember. Everyone was crazy about circuit breakers and bulkheads. At oh. all conferences, talks this, and now we have it. And this is really, I, as again, I, I do I perform lots of code reviews, but it's really rare to see circuit break and bulkheads used. You know what? 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 Uh, I'm already happy about timeouts because timeouts are crucial for stability. You know, deadlock prevention stuff like that. And if you have you know um, retry with um, with uh, timeout and fallback, then this is already, you know, uh, a, a huge success <laughs> in the project. Yes. project. But bulkheads, uh, bulkheads maybe more because uh, some developers know that with bulkheads and asynchronous, you can have a thread pool, which is a very useful. And circuit mm -hmm. break area, I have to say. So back then, everyone said, we need circuit break. And all conference, I remember exactly the long discussion in Java user group, circuit breakers are absolutely needed and now... No, nobody talked about uh, circuit breaker anymore. Yeah. Maybe the secretly are using it, or is that everything works? Yeah, exactly. And and now I get question now. Uh, why? Oh, recently we had also discussion why uh, I'm using microprofile fault tolerance and not uh, and not relying on uh, service mesh, right? So it's called service mesh, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, and I say okay. And this was also an interesting discussion, but uh, for me, what I said is um, what service mesh can do is this what, let's say, Apache server can do for JBoss, right? Because, uh, and this is just uh, somehow limited. So the, the service mesh, um, it's called service mesh, right? This is the right name, service uh, mesh. Yeah, service mesh, uh, the, the Istio. Yeah, Istio, exactly. Istio is the product, yeah. but Istio is a is an instance of service mesh, right? Service, yes, service mesh, okay. The because there's also product app mesh, service mesh. So I think, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Istio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This was the discussion about Istio. I said, okay, but Istio, what Istio can do, Istio can only watch the traffic and do know from outside everything. So I can retry and, and time out from outside. But what I can do from inside, from, from, from the app, I can provide counters and additional insight. And uh, what I think what, what could happen is that, uh, you know, Istio could ask us, give me, you know, more insights so I can decide better 
Yeah, it's uh, the other thing is uh, with actually I wrote a blog uh compare the micro profile uh, with uh, service mesh. Th- this comes uh, to the show notes. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, it's a uh, if you search Google uh, Emily Jiang uh, micro profile and still. Uh, so I came up with a, a, a side-by-side comparison about um, the fault tolerance uh, aspect with the Istio fault tolerance. This Istio counter, Istio, as you said, is kind of can only scratch a service surface. It doesn't yeah. know anything about application. It one major thing it couldn't do is it couldn't do uh, fallback because the in order to do fallback, you need a business logic. And uh, Istio can only grab with the wins the kind of outbound uh, request. Yeah. And then it can do retry, retry, just on the, like, on the traffic level. And then it's, uh, yeah, like a proxy or Apache server, exactly. This is what we did. This, as we said, okay, we have on JBoss back then, let's say 15 years ago. And um, what happened is we had a web server. And the web server did SSL and it communicated with mod JK or HTTP mod HTTP, I think was the name with the Whitefly, right? Or JBoss. Yeah. So now we could argue, okay, now the Apache can do, you know, fault tolerance. No one would came up with the idea back then because it is uh, crazy. I mean, partially, yes, we could retry something. It is idempotent. The next thing is, if it retries, it has to know from outside whether the operation is idempotent or not, right? Because it cannot just reply a transaction and say, transfer money again or something like this. So, um, and and interesting, right? So, I, I mean, yeah. if, if you think about this now, it's, it's okay, Service Mesh could do this, but why didn't Apache Web Server do this? Back then, 15 years ago, because it is hard if you think about this from outside. Yeah, yeah very hard and very difficult to configure. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So you will have to configure the application twice. So you need the configuration for Istio and the application now for uh, the configuration for the Java app, and then how to test it. Also interesting. Right? Yeah, the major thing is about testing as well. It's like uh, when we write application, we know okay. We just uh, try this a few times, and then I come up with uh, with a sensible fallback. And uh, if like you say, okay, you just uh, create, uh, provide, do whatever you want to do, and then leave the kind of the fault tolerance to the Istio. But uh, who will test it? And then will the data operation know how the application will perform? And uh, but at that time, it's kind of it's too late. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, for the Istio fault tolerance is kind of okay. Uh, for the applications, you haven't got any fault tolerance aspect, but you do need to do perform a retries. I I think that's kind of very close level of fault tolerance. It's kind of almost like is something is a workaround. So it's adding additional uh, like uh, the, the resilience feature. Such as like uh, you don't know how to secure your application, or you forgot, or you didn't have ability to secure it. Okay, add the use the Istio. Yeah, exactly. You, you are absolutely right. Uh, and there's of course there's one killer feature for Istio. Now, if you can distribute certificates, SSL certificates is great. And we got another uh, interesting story with Istio. If you have um, versioning, you know, so you can add additional path like API gateway f- functionality where you can reroute the traffic to different microservices. W- what I could also see, this this could be also done with Apache back then. You know, just yeah. 
So what else? What is what else is in the incubator? This maybe we can talk about that. So what you are talking about the microprofile? What can come in the next ten years? So what could come in the next ten years mm -hmm. of microprofile? What could come in the next ten years in the microprofile? Actually, is as I mentioned earlier, this year we are all trying to lay out the foundation, and the next year we are trying to focus on the innovation. As we talked about, like the uh, open tracing, uh, no, it's a kind of open telemetry. Open tracing will be superseded by open telemetry, and also the um, uh, metrics um, kind of feature. So also we try to uh, evaluate um, the need for other new specifications. Um, kind of one of the idea is about uh, data access. Actually, we talked about this uh, kind of uh, in the past probably two years. And then we are going to revisit uh, whether we want um, to do some uh, any features about uh, data access. It's kind of pretty much similar to maybe the like a spring uh, a spring data or some other like a delta spike data or some, basically is the make the data access uh, much easier. So this is um uh, this is kind of the another uh, idea. So. Basically, is um, also we open up the floor for people to kind of um, innovate together. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm uh, um, thinking. Uh, also, is um, uh, asking whether you have any kind of the, um, uh, feedback or something. Think um, what areas microprofile should be focusing on, uh, like uh, in the next uh, probably two years. <laughs> Do you think is some other other like um, specification other gaps microprofile should um, uh, focus on? Yeah, uh, what um, what I'm observing, and this could be interesting, is um, so what Micronaut is doing and uh, Quarkus is doing. Um, what I what I what I can do, and you can watch my my, my YouTube video, my recent videos, is um, you can. Take Quarkus with MicroProfile full, package it with Quarkus, and Quarkus um, you can add an extension. It's called AWS Lambda, and what mm. Quarkus will do, it will package the uh, MicroProfile app as zip. It doesn't matter, but it will add a how to call it function layer, function adapter. So oh. Quarkus will register on Azure Function as Azure Function. And Quarkus will also register as AWS Lambda and will receive HTTP events internally and dispatch these events as JAXRS. So what will happen to you is you, you can have a microprofile application which will uh, be triggered uh, as an AWS Lambda or Azure function or GCP function or whatever. And uh, this is already happening. So this is uh, this is what Corcus is doing, and Micronode is also able to do the same. And uh, maybe this could be a lean spec, you know, the ability to register to an HTTP event, because in Lambda you you get how this in Lambda works. You get uh, basically a JSON event. This is how it looks like. This is like you know, this is the request. There, there's the path. This is the request and stuff like that. And then what Corcus does, it tries to understand this and 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 invokes then the JAXRS endpoint. Um, 
pretty simple. And this is already also done because an AWS is called, I think it's called serverless, serverless containers. And uh, they already implemented Jersey for that. So uh, what AWS did, there is a Jersey implementation, which already works that way. So uh, the all the events are going to be consumed and dispatched. This is what AWS actually implemented. So um, I, um and I see serverless is coming um, uh, in in the cloud, and uh, and what we always need is a facade. So this is the first idea is to have a facade which acts as a HTTP, you know, for for web apps. And after that, you know, the next movement would be a true serverless functions, and they are asynchronous, and they are basically consuming JSON and returning JSON and Recently, I gave a talk. It was fun. I got a spontaneous idea. Like uh, EGB developers, now it's time to learn Lambda. What I did, I I picked the old uh, specs from EGBs and explained how Lambda works, so functions, because it's really almost the same concept so from the concurrency and, and what happens behind the scenes and max pool size and cold starts. So we had already the same concept, oh, similar concept. Mm-hmm. And uh, if if you th- if you look at message driven beans, yeah, uh, it is almost identical to to, to lambda. It's also you no know, message driven. In message driven beans, we are able to bind to different sources. It didn't have to be you know JMS. It uh, mm-hmm. even Whitefly implemented back then. I remember they had uh, they had a message driven bean which listened to emails. So um, maybe this would be interesting exploration because uh, then there could be like you know one. Uh, how to call it a provider for Amazon on one provider mm-hmm. for Asia and you can just run micro profile applications uh, in standard way on both as I said Quarkus and Micronaut already doing this so uh, uh, but because we already have implementation maybe uh, it is time to standardize that oh yeah that is a great idea I think it's um, uh, I uh, also uh, watched your Jakarta one talk you talk about a lot on the serverless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's uh, also serverless and functions. I think it, this is, um, yeah, it's a great idea. I think it's a time to standardize the, the behaviors for the serverless um, kind of the programming model and etc. Because if it's you look a, at the AWS, it is already old. It's like six years. And all right. these concepts are done. If you if And if you read through the AWS spec, it is really 90% from EGBs. So it's strange, but it is. It, it is like, you know, the only difference is that EGBs, all EGBs run in one JVM uh-huh. and Lambda runs in multiple JVMs. So, you know, static works differently. But, uh, but you know, concurrency is the same. Like there are never two threads in one method. And you can actually, if you know EGBs, you know Lambda. This is, this is actually the interesting part. And, oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, if you know EGBs, take a look at the Lambda spec, and you will you will find you know the similarities. And and yeah. and, and my serverless uh, uh, interests you no know, interest is what I see right now is uh, maybe because of uh, you know the pandemic or whatever. But the companies are are moving now more to the cloud than before. And um, but uh, what I see is like they they would like you know to have the same environment they had on premise in the cloud, and this is this doesn't work very well. And uh, what I also see is you now if you explain management that if you go to the cloud, 
and you can have per transaction, you know, uh, price per transaction, or you will you you will incur costs per transaction. They they like it because now you know everything is predictable, and they can have uh, and, and if they know it, they would like to have it. And on, on the other hand, if you run you know the application servers all the time in the cloud, uh, then they will have pay for something all the time. And you have always explained them, you know, why we need, you know, five microservices and not three or ten. And uh, what I also saw, the first reaction was, if we go to the cloud with microservices, they see on the monthly bill, okay, five microservices cost me $500. The first question is, can we not merge them to three or one? <laughs> always. This was in all projects. Like, of course we can, right? Uh, this is what I like, monolith. I was, um, just do it. But uh, on on uh, on on functions, it is like you know if you have a business uh, case, business use case, and uh, this business use case hopefully generates money. So now it's the, the manager decision. You know, should we implement this further or not? So I'm you know I don't have to argue anymore. Say so, okay, do whatever you like. I can implement you this one order cost you ten cent. Now now it's big time. Now is you know your responsibility to decide whether we should you know shipped uh, or, or move in this direction or not. So this is complete different way of argumentation. So this is why I think that serverless is really interesting because if the managers, and this is the people who have money, right, who sponsor the mm -hmm. thing, uh, if they noticed that the, you know, the, um, how the billing is completely different, then it will take off, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Basically, it's, uh, how can you easily to understand from a ROI point of view? Exactly. The decision maker will be able to kind of immediately get it and then they can support yeah. this model. And not even you know the the entire free tier is even uh, is counterproductive because you know then they don't see any cost and then the cost of starting so it would be even better you know to delete the entire free tier from the from the one and then have you know the exact cost per transaction say this is predictable if we invoke this function you know million times it will cost you million euros, one million euro. Not a problem if they can generate two euros per invocation, right? So uh, this is like, you know, direct uh, direct tracing between business and 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 technology. And and uh, back then, if you if you spin Kubernetes in the cloud, then you have to pay for the Kubernetes control plane without any business added value. So you have to argue, you know, why we need five Kubernetes clusters and why we cannot just use two. And then I would say, okay, because we need five. And and with lambdas or with Azure functions or cloud functions, so this just they are just there sitting there and we are paying per invocation. Yeah, absolutely. They are kind of self-explanatory. So you... Exactly. So this was the greatest. They are self-explanatory. I'm sitting here. If you invoke me, I cost you costs, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so this good. is why, yeah, this is why I like, I don't know you, what, yeah, OSGI, like oh. the semantic versioning or the package version, uh, and et cetera. It's basically the package will tell you, okay, have I changed in the past uh, compared to the past? We agree on everything so long, you know, for one hour. <laughs> After one hour, you start with OSGI, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and OSGI is kind of the, once you understand it, it's very powerful. No, um, uh, I, uh, yeah, uh, OSGI is great, um, but, but the problem is you are on the vendor side, and I'm an application developer. Yeah. And for application developer, OSGI is not a great 
there are not that many use cases, but it's ex exactly the same for JPMS, Java Platform Module System. You know, and I'm not using JPMS or or, or the mo uh, Java modules in my projects because uh, on for microservices, why I need an additional modularization? I mean, um, uh, for command line interfaces or you know UIs, this makes sense. So if I will build a runtime by myself, a server, I would absolutely look at JPMS. And I would prefer JPMS over HGI if I could, right? Because it ships with Java. I don't need external dependencies. Yeah, that's true. However, yeah, because it's the kind of OSTI is is very powerful. But I think it's kind of the, not many people understand it. It's quite a com complicated, uh, I mean, to get started. Uh, but as you o know, only you and Erin Schnabel understand <laughs> OSGI. Everyone else is just 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 do something with it, right? Uh, Before I came to a uh, Java EE department, I uh, started with the OSGI. I worked with Erin uh, before. I don't understand all the time. I give you I give you an example why I don't like OSGI. Is but there's nothing to do with technology. You maybe you know there was Eclipse RCP. Big deal, right? Yes. Eclipse. It was OSGI. And um, yeah. I was in the Java space and I was architect and I was forced to, to use OSGI plugins because everyone wanted to have plugins. And mm -hmm. um, and uh, so we built a pluggable Eclipse RCP client. And then management noticed that there are plugins and the users are able now to load, to extend the application with plugins. Mm -hmm. And as they noticed that, they asked us to disable the plugins because now they didn't want the user to replace the plugins. But it was, I think, Eclipse 3, as I remember. And Eclipse 3, it was impossible to disable the plugins. So we had to know a lot. First, we were forced to build the plugins. And then afterwards, we had a lot to know to do to disable all the plugins. So this was the sad story with the, with the plugins this way. In another business project, now the OSGI stories are coming. Um, I was like external architect, and there was an internal architect, and the internal architect loved plugins. And but if you think about the business use cases, there was nothing reusable. It was like there, there, there was like you know there was one algorithm for ordering. One for me, it was not evident how to make something pluggable because everything was more more or less hardwired. And he wanted to have plugins. And then in one point of time, I say, okay, I don't see the plugins here in the application. We can just ship, you know, one thing and it will work perfectly. It was super simple. I don't see, there's nothing pluggable. And he wanted to have plugins. Okay, look, plugin costs us one day. If you would like to have 10 plugins, 10 days more. 100 plugins, you get 100 plugins. Just pick, say a number and you get the plugins. They, they won't make any sense and we have no huge discussion and whatever. And at the end of the day, we, we shipped, I think, three plugins. It was like presentation, business, and tests or something. So just a few plugins, which, yeah, this was my, you know, OSGI story. Yeah, so it's, uh, I think OSGI is very uh, it's suitable for the runtime. So exactly. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Also, it's, uh, there's um, kind of the, uh, some other things. The OSGI, like uh, the versioning, is very powerful. So basically, it's kind of for application yeah, developer, sure. you try to use Yeah, the but the problem is with Emily Jung or Erin Schnabel go to conference and talk, you know, how great OSGI is. 
So there are 100 developers looking at you or thousands and say, great, now I come back to my insurance and I replace everything with OSGI bundle, you know? And this is where the problem starts because the developers go to conference, they are watching you and then would like at home, you know, to redo what you did for Open Liberty. In Open Liberty or Glassfish, Payara back then, it makes yeah, absolute yeah. absolute sense to have OSGI. I mean, without OSGI, it's mission impossible to build something suitable. Mm -hmm. So you need different versions yeah. at the same time. You would like, you know, hot swap everything. In business applications, yeah. for me, I cannot even imagine a use case for that, right? And this this is this is the difference, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I uh, yeah I I, I think uh, yeah I think uh, uh, I think so because it's uh, it's quite complicated. That's ah, right. and the last but, thing about OSGI, I, I met, I forgot the guy, he created with Net, NetBeans satellite tracking system. He was NetBeans Dream Team member, and he won a Duke Choice Award. And I came to in, uh, we had similar dis uh, discussion about plugins. There was no OSGI on NetBeans back then, but there was a NetBeans plugin system. And I asked him, why you build, I mean, are also so crazy? How many plugins do you have in your application? Said, okay, well, like 100. It's like, why? Why you need the plugins? And it turned out in his application, it made absolute sense because, you know, the satellites uh, send signal to the application on his application, more or less like a Photoshop. So uh, there were plugins which the plugins processed, you know, the signals and do something with the signal. And the and the plugins were provided by external vendors, so it it made it was a beautiful architecture with the plugins. But this was you know, but this was like exception from the rule. In in my project, it's like you know, one PM, one uh, one Scrum master and a few developers, and and we get the user stories. We implement the user stories, then we are done. There are no room for plugins, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a kind of it's a suitable for the like a runtime, a development and such. Perfect, but Emily. So then I will yeah. reinvite you back next week, right? <laughs> yeah, we can have a weekly scrum. <laughs> <laughs> weekly scrum about micro profile. Okay. Anything yeah. else we forgot to talk about? Something? Yeah, it's a, yeah. So uh, not much. It's kind of the uh, you asked before what I uh, busy with. Also, I've been busy with with the uh, like uh, uh, like activities as, as well. Is uh, kind of uh, working, uh, yeah. Is kind of helping out uh, all the Jakarta EE and like uh, spec, and uh, also it's um, yeah. It's uh, kind of uh, I'm working on the Jakarta config together with Dimitri. Is uh, we are leading the Jakarta config and trying to yeah uh, making more progress. Dimitri Konilov. Uh, yes. Yeah, from Halidon guy, right? The Jason uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah, is uh, basically the way I'm trying to collaborate um, together and trying to like uh, standardize uh, like uh -huh. uh, Jakarta config. Yeah, so it's uh, busy with the both micro profile and Jakarta, and also uh, also trying to uh, help out and make sure um, micro profile config uh, a micro profile and Jakarta is uh, continue to be uh, complementary to each other. Mm -hmm. and make sure it's a good ecosystem we can, uh, like all the only user can enjoy. Just for my understanding, why you have to do anything? I mean, microprofile config is just great. What is to do? Yeah, so the the thing is because the um, Jakarta specs want to use uh, microprofile. Ah, okay, integration with existing spec, okay. 
because yeah. uh, this is not like it's not about micro profile spec itself it's more like the others would like now to be better like J jpa right so how to yes yeah okay yeah, mm -hmm. yeah some other quite a few specs want to use um Micro yeah, this is natural. There's always the question, though, if you have uh, persistence XML, uh, you know, how to have placeholders which are configurable from outside. This was always the question in Jakarta. -E. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Don't want to introduce uh, circular dependencies. Ah, uh, this is actually a hard job, what you, what you got right now. Yeah, it's a hard job. Also, is uh, Bin validation, right? Bin validation is the next one. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, bin validation needs, needs config, of course. Yeah, it's a kind of the, we trying to get the, I think it's a quite a few spec can benefit from Jakarta config. Maybe beam validation can, can like, uh, think about how to integrate with, uh, Jakarta config. So the other thing is also, uh, in my vision, in my vision is, uh, we don't want to have, uh, like, uh, two configs lying around. We want to make sure, I mean, what we come up with, uh, Jakarta config it should be uh, uh, comparable to microprofile config. Yeah. Basically, for the customers use microprofile config, if they switch to Jakarta config, they can find the the, the way to 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 switch to micro uh, to Jakarta config. Yeah, uh, we need we we need to lay out uh, all the migration path. Yeah, mm -hmm. perfect. So you have a lot to do. So we cannot yeah, expect next book. Now this now this is over mm -hmm. with the book. Yeah, it's a, the the book book deal is done. <laughs> so or we know. can we can you know just uh, uh, gather some money, give you money that you can you know uh, renovate your your home again, and then you have you know enough time in your camp <laughs> camper to write another book. Yeah, I need to get another mobile house. <laughs> mobile house, exactly. <laughs> I also yeah. wrote my books on the on the road, so I was you know in planes and trains. I never wrote it. Because if you if you uh, if you are in the office, you always have something to do, which is more you know uh, sensible than than write a book, and uh, you and for book you need time, and the dead time is the best time. If you're someone you know in the airplane or somewhere, and then you can just you know you are forced to sit there. So just book is just perfect. Absolutely, because I think is uh, I benefited from writing this book because in the evenings I don't have any entertainment. And then the mobile house is so small, I don't have <laughs> room to walk around anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I just uh, sat there and just, uh, uh, yeah, get on with the book. And then once my brain being occupied by other things, I have less things to complain about my living condition. <laughs> so Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah. Emily, it was fun. I would like to reinvite you back and to talk, you know, about MicroProfile again. And you... Jakarta elimination strategies with MicroProfile will replace Jakarta, right? So this is the secret plan. No, no. We'll cut, we'll cut it out, of course. Yeah, my, my plans, they both are nice. They, they, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. So a healthy competition between both. Okay. Um, I need to level them up. <laughs> yeah. So um, thank you a lot. And see you next time. Yes, you next time. Thank you so much for inviting me and uh, this is a great conversation. Yeah.